Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My brother, Trent. How you doing, my dog? What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Today, um, I'm doing good, man. Besides my internet. <laughs> you know, yo, when you don't have internet in your house or it just keeps messing up, bro, there's so much little stuff that you can do and it's just frustrating. Man. But besides man. that, besides that, I'm doing good, man. Ready for the podcast, man. It's going to be a good episode. Let's get straight to it. Yes, sir, man. Let's get straight, straight to it. Um, I am happy that you're here, though. You know what I'm saying? I know the Internet's lagging, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're here, though, my brother. Uh, today is Tuesday, January 10th. Uh, let's go ahead and get straight into it, man. Uh, very fun, jam-packed episode. Um, first thing that I want to get into, though, before we get into any of the segments that I have here for today is I got to I just got to give a, a shout out, man. You know what I'm saying? Just just, just a personal shout out to uh, our guy, man, our guy, Shane Lawal. Uh, for for everybody that's been you know that's been listening to the pod for a long time, man, you know that this off season we did interviews with a bunch of players, and uh, one of the you know one of the first interviews we did was with our guy Shane Lawal, and who he ended up you know getting hired as a, a Kings player development coach. Uh, so yesterday, you know, I went up went up to the Kings game and pregame, seeing 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 my guy Shane, say what's up to my guy Shane, uh, showed major love, showed major love, uh, brought me on the court, man. Uh, I was sitting right there courtside. Right behind the cameraman, they always be getting ran over under the hoop, man. I'm watching Sabonis warm up, Aaron Fox warm up. It was just uh, honestly a experience of a lifetime, man. So before we even get into anything, I just had to give a big shout out to Shane and the whole Kings organization, man, for taking your boy in. You know what I'm saying? It's funny that you talk about the Kings because I literally – have a video in my private talking about how they're like the scariest team in the NBA. Hey, I I was watching them yesterday. They are legit, dog. They are legit. People that question whether the Kings are going to make the playoffs or not probably aren't really watching the Kings because they're going to make the playoffs this year, man. The way they're hooping uh, deserves it, man. So definitely shout out the Kings. They put points up, man. They put points up. They put points up. They had they had a franchise record last night actually of three point of three pointers made. They shot fifty one percent from three as a team. And for the whole game, so that's that's incredible. Only usually like a player does that for exactly, team. man. Exactly, man. They are getting to it, getting to it. So just wanted to give the uh the Kings and my guy Shane uh, a quick shout out, man. So let's go and get in, let's go ahead and get into our first segment here for the day. Uh, the classic for people that listen listen to the pod for a long time. Y'all know about the up or down report. Um, very simple, man. I have uh, four statements here. Um, you tell me if you're up and you're down on it. We can discuss it further, not discuss it further. Uh, this, is, this is a great segment. This usually sparks a couple of debates, man. So, yeah, it, you ready? Man. I'm ready. You ready to get into it, my boy? I'm ready. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, my boy. So, look, man, the Nets been balling out, man. They, you know, they were on a 12-game winning streak before this uh, this last loss that they had to the Heat. Uh, right now, they're currently sitting in the second seed. Uh, but, you know, in that game versus the Heat, KD did go down with an injury. And he played through it. And then next day, it got ruled as a MCL sprain. And he will be out at least two weeks. So my up or down um, statement to you, my brother, is up or down. Will the Nets be able to remain a top three seed with KD out now? Down. Down. Okay. Why, why are you down on that? So, Talk to me. Because, listen, I love what the team is constructed. I love how the team is constructed. Like, any championship team, that's how you want, as is the Brooklyn Nets. You have your two stars. I consider Ben Simmons and a role player, tear star, whatever you want to call it. But when you lose one of them, 
it's going to be tough because now you're you're telling Ben Simmons to play more the level that we know he just can't play. And now you're telling the role players to step up. And yes, some of them could step up, but they're just typically role players where role players have good games and they have bad games. That's why they're not stars yet or superstars. Stars usually have good games all the time. And maybe they have that one bad game, but majority throughout, you know, they're going to play pretty good. And so losing your best player on your team is different before it's different compared to like um, the Pelicans and stuff like that, because they're, they're construct, they're constructed good too, but they also still got two other stars on that team. Now we all see how Kyrie Irving plays with just these, uh, the team that he has overall. I don't think he can carry them just alone. I, I personally just can't. I just don't think he could. And Ben Simmons doesn't put up enough points. This is a scoring league. It's not a defensive league. It's a scoring league. So it's like, now you're telling Ben Simmons, I need 20 plus when we all know he's not capable of doing that. So now you're going to have Kyrie Irving doing what he's going to do, but it's just going to put more on his back. And I, I just don't think this team could afford a Kevin Durant loss. Now I still see them as a top five seed in this, in the Eastern conference. And when KD comes back, I feel like they're still going to be perfectly fine. But with this loss, I don't think they're going to be on the 12 game win streak or a five game win streak, stuff like that. I just don't see it happening. Man, I, I I could not agree with you anymore. I'm I'm down on that. I'm down on that statement as well, man. I mean, the Nets. Uh, I, I've been saying this really since the beginning of the season. They're a top heavy team. They're an extremely top heavy team. They ha- yeah, they have KD, Kyrie, the big names, right? And then you Ben Simmons, TJ Warren, Seth Curry. You think like, wow, those are big names, big splashes. But and then their bench is just honestly, I'm not trying to be rude, but just scrubs, scrubs that should not be in the league and cannot produce a win cannot produce winning and on on the, on a winning team so i mean honestly yeah the nets were probably the 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 team in the league that could least afford an injury you know to their star player because they need it they need kd carry oh you don't agree with that statement my boy you don't uh, agree that? i don't think they're bench of scrubs i think they got some players over there like uh yuda i could not say his name but he's the yuda wannabe yeah, or something the, like the chinese yeah, guy yep yeah yep i think he's talented um cam What's his name? Cam, that rookie. Cam, Cam Thomas. Thomas. He, he's he, he's a okay, you know, like they got Edmund Summer over there, Claxton, even though he's in a lineup. But, like, they got some players over there that could provide. Like a TJ Warren coming off your bench is pretty, pretty, pretty good, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, nowadays, benches are not going to be that as elite. It's, it's, it's just not really. I mean, you're going to need a couple of pieces coming off the bench to, for you to win a championship, but they're not going to be as elite. So, with, you know, having Seth. Joe and TJ Warren, you know, it's going to have to bring more players coming off their rotation, though, I'll tell you that. Like, more players that aren't on DMPs, like a Marcus or Marquise Morris, he's going to have to start stepping up a little bit more. Like, everybody's going to have to start stepping up. So we'll see then. And to be honest with you, if they can keep this – if they remain this stretch of playing good basketball without KD, then I would 100% be confident of them breaching the Eastern Conference Finals. If Ooh. they can remain, remain this good without Kevin Durant and their role players continue to step up, it's kind of like a step. It's kind of like the Golden State situation where they just they play some really good basketball without their best playing Steph Curry, and now they're going to be something to watch out for because now they got Wiggins back, Curry. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the West. So I can see the same thing for the East. You know, man. Hey, look, I I, I I'll say this. Maybe they're not scrubs, but I'll tell you this: TJ, if TJ Warren coming off your bench and being a one of the highest scoring options for you. I think you're in trouble, especially now because TJ Warren might even get slotted to that starting lineup. So, and then, you know, again, like players that were getting DNPs are now going to be asked to play. And I just, I just honestly can't see that holding up. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if, if the Nets players can 
just honestly, kind of like how, how the, the Lakers are similar to the Warriors, you know, just, may, you know, you're not as dominant as you were when your other player was there. But yeah, as long as you don't go on a six game losing streak like the Clippers or the Suns or something like that. So, man, I mean, I, I think the Nets, they will not remain a top a top three seed, man. Um, and re- that really hurt them to see KD go out. And especially, I mean, especially because KD, a lot of the times, man, he played big man defense. He played defense on the other bi- other man's bigs. And they already struggled. The Nets already had a yeah. problem with bigs. Nicholas Claxton, don't get me wrong, he's a good lob guy. He, he's not a real big in this league, though. He can't hold up his own. And now you're going to take out KD, who is, I guess, you know, his, his wingman, his partner he was supposed to rock with down there in the low block. So big trouble for the Nets up ahead. Big, big. And before the session's over, right, I would like to say KD's a very underrated defender now. Facts. Very underrated. Like, they don't – the impact that he brings on the defense and now in his career is insane. Facts. And, and and also to be real with you, a lot of people should have realized that back when he was on the Warriors, because yeah. when he was well, like when he was on the Warriors, a lot of a lot of te- like the Houston Rockets, for an example, they try to take that same small ball. Let's just all be shooter strategy, except they didn't have a Kevin Durant who is seven foot tall and can actually play defense on real, real bigs in this league. Right. They were running with a with a P.J. Tucker. That was a six, seven out there that I'm talking like that 2020 Rockets, man. So, yeah, I mean, KD's. Good, great defender for um for what he does in the offensive end too, man. So, all right, man. Um, so let's let's, let's go ahead and keep it pushing, my boy, to the next up or down statement. This one, hey, this one right here is a stretch, but it makes sense. So here we go. So, uh, I'm gonna talk to you. Look, Jason Tatum. All right, he's just 24 years old. He's he's a year older than me. Okay, Jason Tatum, 24 years old, just entered the Celtics top 15 scoring list of all time. He's now the 15th player in Celtics history, NBA Celtic history, to, um, you know, be he's a 15th all-time leading scorer. But my up or down statement to you, my brother, is will Jason Tatum, when he finishes his career, finish as the greatest Celtic scorer of all time? No, he won't. That's going to be down. I don't see it happening. Um, I understand he's still young. Um, I understand. Let, let, let's get this straight, right? The truth or the reality is of the NBA, there's no loyalty. There's just no type of loyalty in the NBA. We've seen it with his partner in crime of Jalen Brown. They try to ship him off to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant, right? Obviously, the Celtics' main goal is to keep Jason Tatum throughout his whole career. But my question is, Jason Tatum's loving this now because his teams have been great throughout his career. Like They've been pretty solid. They have been playoff teams. He has been on winning seasons. But when it gets to the ugly parts of we all know it, get, it happens to teams no matter what. If you start winning championships, you can win for the first two years, and after that, it's going to fall down. Is he going to be happy, and is he willing to stay with the Boston Celtics when this team falls down? Because it's going to happen. Like, that matters so, so much. And the fact, the, the truth of the matter is, if Jalen Brown's up and out of here, is Jason Tatum going to be happy about that? Is he going to be happy about that? The fact is, Jalen Brown was already throwing in trade rumors. And, and no player wants to be in trade rumors at all. And so when it comes to businesses, too, the, the front office got to make a decision. Like, if we're going to trade JB and we're not getting another superstar player caliber to help out Jason Tatum, then what's our direction? Where are we going to go? So you got to look at all that type of stuff. And I think Jason Tatum will still be top 10 around there. But I don't see him being as number one and stuff like that. I, I personally just don't see it because you don't know if he's going to be there for the rest of his career on that one Celtics team. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, look, 
let's be real. The NBA is now it, it's a player's league, man. I mean, if you don't have your situation the way you want it and everything's not, you know, sugar coated to you and the way, you know, you like it, they're gone. So I agree with you. The, the probability of him being gone is high. And the probability of him going to the Lakers is also high because you know how much he loves the Lakers and Kobe. So, you know, that probability is Trent's like, oh, man, come on, man. Bro, you always got to bring the Lakers up into something, man. Hey, but, hey, but you know, you know, Jason Tatum loves the Lakers, man. He'd be having them photo shoots in the Kobe he, he jersey. Loves, he loves Kobe. There's a difference. He loves and, Kobe. And what team Kobe play on? That's But he doesn't want to play for the Lakers. He loves uh, Kobe. You, let me ask you something. You think Jason Tatum's going to go from the Boston Celtics? Not right now. His, not, not right now. He grew up biggest, a Lakers fan. He grew up a Lakers fan. You can grow up as a Lakers fan, but as soon as you touch the Boston Celtics, there's no way you're going to hop onto the Lakers and join one of their biggest rivals. That's like the most disrespectful thing to do in the NBA. He could do it, but I just don't see it possibly happening. Why is he going to join the Lakers? There's nothing excited over there. Nothing. Now, hey, hey, chill, my boy. Not for right now. It's not an exciting over there. Not for right now. But look, man, look, this, this is how I feel about that statement, right? I looked it up. John Havlicek, he's currently leading Celtics all-time leading scorer, 20, uh, 26,395. Jason Tatum, like I said, is 24 years old. Okay, He's already at 8,942. If he plays in the league for another – he's been in the league for six years. So he plays in the league for another six years and he scores – just the way he's been scoring, he will pass that number in flying colors, flying colors. So yeah, but let me—I don't want to interrupt you, but you got to think of two, right? You got to think of injuries, and you got to think of games where he just doesn't play. Because in, in that span of time, Jason Tatum is not an injury-prone player. He doesn't miss typical. He doesn't miss typical games. But we don't know. We don't know what the future has for him. Anything can randomly just happen to Jason Tatum. I'm not talking about like a crazy thing, but like an injury can happen or. Somehow the NBA goes in lockout and there's only like 40 games. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you gotta look I'll give part, you that. You, you got to look at like different reasonings. Now, if it goes from 82 games for the next six years and he's on the Celtics, then he's on the pace. But like typically, majority of the time, that's not the case. It's, it's usually not the case, you know? Yeah, I mean. You know? Yeah, no, I feel you, I, man. I, no, I, I definitely feel you in that. And, and that, is, that is an interesting question. You know, let, let, let us know in the comment section down below, like, do you think Jason Tatum eventually becomes the you know, Celtics all-time leading scorer? Do you think Jason Tatum even stays on the Celtics for the rest of his career? Because, I mean, look, my boy, unless there's a reason, like you said, unless there's a reason for him to leave, he's got it good right now over there, man. Literally every single year he's been there, they've been made a deep playoff run, and he's been an immense part of the, the team that did it, man. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one, man. Let us know in the comment section down below. Will Jason Tatum be a Celtic for life? Will he be the number one Celtic scorer of all time? But let's get it to the next statement here. Trent, my dog, a team that not a lot of people like, okay? not, and not the Lakers, but not a team that not a lot of people like, okay? They had the Suns, okay? They had the best record in the league for the last two years. They made a finals appearance in one of those, you know, run, one of those runs they went on. But as of late, they haven't looked the same, really haven't looked the same at all. Right now, they're on a six-game losing streak. So my up or down statement to you, my brother, is have the Suns officially, officially lost all their juices and all their momentum? And are they done for? You know, it's crazy. I, lit, I, I uploaded a video probably an hour ago talking about the downfall of the Phoenix Suns. I literally just uploaded a video talking about that. Go check so that out. The, Phoenix, they, for the Phoenix Suns are 1-9 in the last 10. They're on a six-game losing streak. But I want to say 
I want to say stuff like this, right? CP3 is about 37, I believe. He's playing statistical-wise is one of his worst in his NBA. His whole career is one of the worst. Points, assists, field goal percentage. His three-point percentage is pretty high. I give it to him, too, about 40%. But not only that, the number one overall pick, a former number one overall pick in DeAndre Ayton is too inconsistent. He just got paid a huge, huge contract. He's too inconsistent. If you look at his stats, he's averaging about 17 and a half and 10, which is pretty solid for a big, right? But then there's games on December 30th against the Toronto Raptors. He put up four points and like seven rebounds. So you, you can't have the inconsistency of those two players and then missing your main star players with Devin Booker being out. And he's just, just average. He's having a career year for himself, but that career year will fit perfect if he had a superstar player with him. You know what I'm saying? So the downfall of this team, I see it coming. DeAndre Ayton is going to be eventually gone. Chris Paul is going to eventually retire. And it's just going to leave Devin Booker and Mikhail Bridges. And, and, and this front office is very competitive. I want to say very competitive because they have a new owner now because of the other stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see what this front office does. I know they want to make trades for Kuzma, Rui, and Eric Gordon, Kenya Martin, but does that really bring you over the hump? So I think, I think it's done for. Just And the reason why I'm saying that is because I literally just made a video on it and I pretty much said they're done for. Now, this season, I'm not going to say they're done for just yet. They're 20 and 21. They're still eighth in the Western Conference, right? When Devin Booker was playing, they were at number one all right, they're missing their best player on their team. Um, even with all the inconsistencies, they were still playing some good basketball. So I, I don't expect this team to fall out of the Western Conference. I still expect this team to be making, um, still be a competitive team. I still expect this team to give teams worries. But years, the next year and the next year after that, it's done for. Chris Paul is gone. DeAndre is going to be gone. Now you just have Devin Booker. Does Devin Booker want to go through that again? all know throughout his whole career he dealt with a terrible team he's the only thing that that was exciting for him was dropping 71 points off of l off of l that's the only thing that was really really excited for during that phoenix suns rebuilding station station and stuff like that so it's going to be interesting but i honestly think for phoenix it's over man man oh man look hey i had a i had a hard time and i went back and forth on this one i'm not gonna lie because i i've been wanting to back the suns and i've been wanting to just Honestly, respect the Suns because let's be real, man. Having a two-year stretch where one of the years you go to the finals and another year you you and then both of those years you have a best record in the league. Like, man, like I gotta give some type of respect for that. You you can't just stumble upon something like that. Like you gotta you gotta be there. You gotta be you know putting in the work. And when I'll be so be watching the Suns, like the thing that impressed me about the Suns is literally one through fifteen was contributing. One through fifteen was out there getting it done and helping the Suns whether it be some points, whether it be a rebound and assist, or they're hustling on the floor. We have players like Damian Lee, who never really got much, who didn't really get much burn, you know, at the beginning of the season, hitting a game-winning shot, right? Like, just ridiculous things like that. So I was like, man, I got to pay some respect to the Suns. But as of late, I've been watching them, and I'm thinking, like, okay, they crumbled in the finals against Milwaukee. They crumbled against Dallas. They're crumbling right now. Chris Paul's about to be 38, and we, don't, we, we know the only player, only player to be able to be 38 and this good is, oh, Goat James, right? <laughs> Chris Paul is, is falling out of, and falling into pieces. Devin Booker isn't enough to get it done. Like how you said, Devin Booker and Mikaela isn't enough to get it done. DeAndre Aiden, like how you said, the number one pick, not only is he inconsistent, he doesn't even look like he wants to be there. <laughs> he doesn't even look like he wants to be there. So you're telling me, the centerpiece, the you know, 
well, Devin Booker might be the centerpiece of the team, but the you know your main big, the guy you're kind of you know running your paint touches off of. You're he he doesn't want to be there. Like he doesn't have the attitude of winning. Yeah, there's no way that they're gonna be able to seriously compete with teams like the Warriors or the or not the like the the Warriors, the Nuggets, uh, the 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 Memphis Grizzlies who are on a seven game winning streak right now. All these teams that want to do it and want to be there. Yeah, like the 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 Suns, in my opinion. I've officially lost it again. Like how you said, I don't think they'll fall out of the West, but I got six seed, fifth seed. Yeah. I, I still see this team being a playoff team. I still see them winning a playoff series. Devin Booker is a big part. Let's be honest. He's he just dealing with a groin injury. Yeah. He's dealing with a groin injury and he dealt with that throughout his whole career. Um, They said he's going to reevaluate him in like four weeks, but that's the thing. Just because they're checking up on him in four weeks doesn't mean he's going to be ready to play. Mm -hmm. And so if they extend him out even longer, then I'm going to be concerned. So we need an update on his injury. And if it's he's ready to play, then I'm going to be like, ah, right, this team is going to be solid. You know, if they can just remain above 500, if they're not going to remain above 500, just be down 20 and 21, like around there. But don't go 20 and 26. Because then now you're going to have to start chasing games. You're going to have to start winning games where you're supposed to be resting a part of the season. Now you're chasing games. Now you're hoping teams lose. So you got to remain above 500. Wait for your, your superstar player to come back, and we'll see from there. Man, facts. I love that. I'll admit, hey, hey I'm, I might go ahead and send that to the Suns. My boy, you just gave them the game plan as to how they're going to figure this out, man. But all right, my boy, I like that. So let's go ahead and get to our last up or down statement. Um, that's about the Timberwolves, man. The Timberwolves been on been, been on the on the burner, man. They're on the burner down a four-game win streak right now. Um, we know that they started the season very bad. Cat went down. There's a lot of drama in Minnesota. Uh, but my up or down statement to you, my boy, is Timberwolves on his four-game winning streak. It looked good. Up or down. Are the Timberwolves back? Um no, down. I don't think they're back. Um, I do think. They did figure out how to play with each other a little bit during the stretch. Um, but once again, you have to – you're adding another star player to your team again. And that's going to be a problem. And we already seen that it was a problem when they were playing together offensively and defensively. So with Carnathy Towns coming back, if they can figure that out, then I'll be like, oh. This is a team to watch out for. You know what I'm saying? This is a team to be reckoned with. Um, but I think I I feel like they're not they're throwing shots at each other. Nas Reed, it was a thing that came out pretty much. They asked them and they said, trust me, we know we know like what's going on. We know like they're they're not they wasn't really happy when they got that gold bear and they gave up. I'm not gonna say Rudy Gobert, but they wasn't really happy when they gave up that much for Gobert. Like they know, they know what's up. They're they're smart NBA players. Like they see what's going around, and so that that killed their whole team. They killed their whole whole team. And the the truth of the reality is, Rudy Gobert is not playing like an All Star center like he used to be. Um, in this day and generation, you need to be that five that stretches out the floor. Like, look at their two bigs in the league, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. They can both stretch out the floor, but not only stretch out the floor, they can dominate in the paint. They can also help out their teammates do playmaking. Look at Jokic, one of the best big, big, uh, bigs out here. Look at Joel. Just because of his presence on the court, just of him just dominating the paint, he gets doubled. And you know when you get doubled, that means your teammates are going to be open for easy layups or easy shots. You get what I'm trying to say? Rudy Gobert, on the other hand, they're not, they're not scared of him. They can literally throw Russell Westbrook on him in the post. 
And they'll be like, fine, keep Russ on him because we don't know if he's going to make a layup. And if we follow him, we're going to take him to the free throw line. And he's mediocre with that, too. You get what I'm trying to say? So there's no threat of a Rudy Gobert. There is a threat on the defense end, of course. But it's not a threat when they're in transition because in transition, these guards are going to go be flying right next to Carnegie Towns and Rudy Gobert. And it's not like you're going to keep these two players off the court because you paid them so much money. You, you get what I'm trying. You get what I'm trying to say. Man. You gave them so so much money. You're not keeping them off the court. That would be the dumbest thing for the organization and for the team. For a head coach, honestly, I think it would be really really bold. But if I'm the coach and I want to win and keep my job and make sure my family's still eating, I got to do what I got to do. So if I got to put Carnegie Towns in the starting lineup or bench Rudy Gobert so he's the backup big, go do it. Or just flip them in the playoffs because if these two players on the court at the same time in the playoffs, it's going to be a disaster. Not only is it going to be a disaster, Anthony Edwards is going to struggle, and you can't have him struggling. And the reason why he's going to struggle is because why? You have all these people clogging up the paint. They're, they're not scared of Rudy Gobert. <laughs> they're not. They're going to leave him open. Leave him open. Edwards hasn't got that produced that shot where it's lethal. It's still it's still streaky. It's still inconsistent. So what he does is attack the rim, draw fouls. How you going to do that when you got a, 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 I put Tyler in there? You get what I'm trying to say? So congratulations on them for keeping a four-game win streak. Maybe this will make, this maybe puts their con- confidence up, and maybe they can finally figure a way how to add a Carnegie Towns into that mix. But they're in trouble. They're in trouble, man. They're in trouble. And, and look, man. I, I'm a big believer of, you know, you got to give yourself a pat on the back when, when, you know what I'm saying, when you knew it. I called it exactly what's going on. I told, I went off on the pod. I was like, why in the world would the Timberwolves ruin what they had just built? And they've ruined it. And I agree with you. Yes, they've figured out a little bit, you know what I'm saying, figured out how to play. But throughout this whole time, I mean, they've gone on this, on this four-game win streak with one big out there. Not the not you know not the too big not the too big lineup and even you know a win is a win but come on man let me read let, let me read off the games the, the teams they were beating I mean the Nuggets yeah the Nuggets are number one seed the Blazers crippled uh, um, Clippers also on a six on a six game losing streak Rockets I believe on a seven game losing streak so it's like all right you know I'll give you the dub a dub's a dub in the NBA these are all great players but I mean like the Timberwolves digress not- man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're not playing good hot teams at the moment. I've literally watched the Clippers. They're bad. They're bad. They're they're bad. They're, and, they're, they're really bad. bad. They're bad, man. And 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 I'll and and I mean look, and, and even when we look look to the Timberwolves like past uh past the games, it, before this four-game winning streak, they went on a six-game losing streak. So I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how that's that, that that's how the game goes. Um Timberwolves, I think that honestly, like how we said, my boy. They're going to look back on this trade. They don't even need to look back. They can just look right now and say, dang, we gave up scores and Malik Beasley. We gave up uh, Patrick Beverly's sucks now, but on the Timberwolves, he was doing his thing, man. He was great on the Timberwolves for what the Timberwolves needed. They gave, they gave up Jarrett Vanderbilt, who was a huge part of their defense, or Rudy Gobert. You know what's crazy? I've seen a report coming out that they're looking for a veteran point guard. You know what's crazy about that? Patrick Beverly is that veteran point guard. Like on the Timberwolves, he like on the Timberwolves, he played good. He, he did, did what he had to do. You get he did what he had to do. Lakers, on the other hand, no. But they're looking for a veteran point guard now after they just gave up him. Man, oh man, the Timberwolves are tripping, man. But man, well, well, well we got to see what the Timberwolves are going to do next, man. But um, 
But that's a that's, that, that's our last up or down statement, my boy. Uh, talk to me about what, what you got here for us. All right, so I came up with a statement called true or false. Now, I got one, two, three, four, about I got six questions for you, right? So obviously it's common sense, either true or false, all right? Now, the questions I came up with right here I'm looking at, the first question, John, all right? True or false? Is Russell Westbrook a top, just two questions for this, right? Is Russell Westbrook a top 10 point guard in NBA history? And is he going to be in the Hall of Fame when his career is done and over with? Hall of Fame? Absolutely. No doubt about it. Top 10 in NBA history. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go with true. I'm going to go with true, man. I mean, I don't think that, or actually, no, I don't think, I know for a fact that there aren't a lot of players who did what he did, you know, and averaged a triple-double in the span of, like, I believe, like, two seasons, he averaged an entire triple-double. Um, and for that, that's going to go down in the record books, man. And years down the line, when people aren't looking at the wins and loss column, they're going to be looking at the numbers column. They're going to see that and give it, give it to them. Absolutely. John finally put some respect on Russell Westbrook. He finally put some respect. There's a reason why I put that question in here for John personally. I started off with that. Because I wanted to see where's his brain at, and I wanted to see if he's a hater for real, for real. But you know, he's using, he's taking his haters out and just and just putting his real, real stuff and basketball knowledge in. Thank you. That's that's it. That's the truth of the reality. Is if you're a hater of Russell Westbrook, cool. But his stats and statistical stuff that he has done throughout his career can back it up. Just because he doesn't have a championship ring, that's fine. He he, he beat Oscar Robinson in triple doubles. He won an MVP. You get what I'm trying to say, like. There's several stuff on his resume that be like certain players don't have trust. And the Lakers, they're going to win a championship this year. <laughs> I'm just chatting right now. Whatever. Okay. Number two, this one, it can get controversial, but true or false, does Miles Bridges play an NBA game this season? Miles Bridges, does he play this season? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and go with the false on this one, man. I'm going to go with the false on this one. I think it's, I think the just the, the situation is still too hot, man. It's still too hot with everything that's going on in, in, in his court case. And at the end of the day, bro, the NBA is a business, bro. So Adam Silver's gonna run this like a business. And he doesn't, he's not gonna want someone or something that's gonna stain his business, you know, and that a criminal charge might, might do that to you. So yeah, so I'm gonna, let me just let me say what I gotta say too. I, Miles Bridges and the Hornets were in contact of a, con, a contract deal. Now let me get this right. I do say. He does not play this season, but I do think he does get an opportunity from the Charlotte Hornets once again. Now, from an outside team besides the Charlotte Hornets, maybe there's a maybe there's one or two, but none after that. Because when you add a player like that, they look at your organiz they look at your organization, they look at your franchise. He because he pleaded no contest. I'm not sure if you know you know yeah. what that means, John. He pleaded no contest, right? So. NBA players in that locker room are going to look at him different. Some players in the organization, they're going to be like, why would I want that type of player on my team? So it's going to be hard for him to ever have an NBA career. But the truth of the reality is the Charlotte Hornets are so bad and so desperate. I honestly think they give him a chance and bring him back to this team on a cheap deal. I mean, you if you're the Hornets, you kind of have to try it. Right. You, you got to know that that was your second best player. Yeah, exactly. And, and and let's be honest with you, the players love him. He's their yeah. leader. Yeah, he's their guy. Love him. Yeah, he's our yeah. guy. Shout out, shout out our guy Sam. He's a, a Hornets guy, and even he knew. He said Miles Bridges was the leader on that team. Might have not been the best player every single game, but he's always yeah. the leader, and everyone looks to him. You know, it's funny. He he went to a Charlotte Hornets game, and he was in the crowd. 
And the first player he went up to was LaMelo Ball, man. They dapped each other up. Da, da, da. I was like, yo, they love each other. Like, there's a natural bond. And you know why? Because they're so young. They can relate to a lot of certain stuff. He makes music. I don't know if you listened to his music before, yep. John, but his music ain't bad. Like, they're, the Charlotte Hornets are just a bunch of young kids that are just having fun in the NBA. I just imagine that, John. Like, yo, we're in elementary, but we're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, bro. And we're all on the same team. Man, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that's lit though. I'm not gonna lie, that's dope. That's that's a fun, that sounds like a fun time. You know what I'm saying? That's the Charlotte Hornets for you. Okay. Question number three. True or false? The Marcus Cousins in his prime. Is he better than Joel and B? The Marcus Cousins, Sacramento Kings in his prime. I can't do that. No, I can't do that. No, I can't. I I I Demarcus Cousins was a freaking problem in his prime. But he also was a, it was injury prone. His prime that lasted wasn't it wasn't as long as Joel Embiid. I think Joel Embiid is the most dominant player in the league right now. If you're gonna bring injuries up as an argument, Joel is injury prone himself. Agreed. But he has he has kept his prime for way longer. Demarcus Cousins is out of the league. That's true. But I do want to say something. The reason why DeMarcus Cousins is out the league is because of his attitude, not because of his talent and not because of his skill. Um, even Mike Malone, Michael Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, saying they gave him a chance. And I don't know if you watched that playoff series, but there was a point in time where even last year, dude, they took Jokic out. The number one option coming off the bench was DeMarcus Cousins. Like, we all know there's limitations with DeMarcus Cousins. He's a terrible defender, you know, but they were speeding him in the post. Every single possession. Now he's probably giving up 10, but at least he's giving you 10 and giving Jokic that break. I still think for the question's sake, personally, I think it's tough. I I Joel, I, I gotta go with Joel, but we're sleeping on Demarcus Cousins. And I do want to say during that time with the Sacramento Cousins uh time, what was the coach's name? George Carroll or George Carl, yep. They hated the cousins, and that played a part of him in his career. Ending slowly, he played a part into that. His attitude in the head in that head coach. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, I, I'll I'll give you that. Hey, man, Demarcus Cousins was a beast back then. Remember, he was having like fifty point triple double games, and we were like, wait, what's going on? Like, yeah. and, and but but now that's the thing. Like, I feel like a player like Embiid can do that, and then give you even more on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. So on the defensive perspective, he blows out Demarcus Cousins. Blows him out the water. Okay, fair. True or false? Luca finishes the, his NBA career more rings than Giannis. Oh, uh, wow. I gotta go false on that. I gotta go false on that. I, I, as great, I think Luca will have more NBA MVPs, but Giannis will end up having more championships. Giannis is more of a winner. I get it. I feel like you're being biased at this point. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel Wait, like what? you're being biased. No, no, no. Let me not say biased, but I feel like you're being of what you see now. Luka might not even play for Dallas throughout his whole career. He's going to go to a new franchise. Any team that Luka gets, come on, bro. Come on, bro, right? Luka has plenty of time. Giannis and that Bucks team, Drew Holiday's getting a little bit older. Chris Middleton can't stay healthy no more. And, and we're slowly starting to see that this offensive juggernaut team from the Milwaukee Bucks is slowing down. So I really don't see how many rings. I don't know how much rings Giannis wins, but 
But I think it's going to be closer than people are thinking about. I'm telling you, because if Luka leaves his Dallas Mavericks team and Giannis stays on this Milwaukee Bucks team, I don't know what the future holds for none of them. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. But, 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 look, I, 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 I will say this though too. While I'll give it to you, yeah, right. Right now, Luca is in a bad situation, and I'm again, we we've said this before on the pod. This is a players' league, so if the Dallas Mavericks don't end up showing Luca that they're serious about winning a championship, yeah, I, I believe Luca walks too. But I'll say this: Giannis is the the best, and when I when I say the best, I mean best overall, like. Taking his on-court play, his off-court play, like his life, like take all that. He's the best superstar. He's the best superstar. Doesn't complain, doesn't whine, works his tail off. You don't hear nothing about him in the in on uh, off-court issues. There's no way he's gonna be on some stingy stuff and like, oh, you like pay me more, pay me more. Like I think Giannis will be will be like, yo, like you could pay me less and let's get these players so we can win a championship. Because he's also had a taste of a championship. When you know when mm-hmm. you get that taste, you need it. That's a good take. But, you know, another thing I want to bring up is that Giannis doesn't seem like the player that recruits. Like, he will recruit players that help his team. But, like, I don't see Giannis because he, he recruited – it was on Patrick Beverly's podcast. He recruited Patrick Beverly to come to um, Milwaukee. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? But, like, I don't see Giannis saying to another star player, another superstar player, hey, man, let, let's go team up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see it. I think I, I just don't see that happening, you know. Um, and then the other hand, Luca, he's gonna be like, yo, I'm tired of losing, dog. I, I I need people over here. Come over here, you know what I'm saying? And I, I do feel like Mark Cuban's gonna realize he's she already realizes that his team needs help. So I definitely see him either make a move, and even if he doesn't make a move, Luca's gonna go to a team that he knows he has a great chance of winning it. So I think that's closer than people expect, just because Giannis is up on him one zero. Luca has a far has a long career, and so does Giannis. But it's going to be interesting. All right, number number five. Do you know how Oklahoma City Thunder is in this rebuild, right? Yep. After all the rebuild is done and over with, they win an NBA championship after the whole rebuild with Shea, Chet, Giddy, Dort, and whoever they draft with, or even if they trade those draft picks for another superstar player, because I think it does come to the point where it's like you don't need all that draft capital. You got to flip all that draft capital to a star player. Do, whenever that's all done and over with, whatever they do, they draft a star player or they trade for a star player to team up with all these players. Do you think they win an NBA championship? Man, that, is, that was a tough one, but I got to be, I got to be real with you, man. I don't think okay. so. I don't think so. I don't think they, I don't think they do it um, because I honestly think that they're kind of stuck in a position kind of like you talked about with, with all these picks, they're kind of stuck in a position to where, I mean, bro, we're looking, we're seeing what SGA is doing. We, they could have built around SGA, but now they're going to maybe build around check. Right. So like, we don't, we don't know what, where the timeline is. And if we're going to build around check, all right, we're talking about a scrawny little kid. That's like this big, right. Who just had a serious ankle injury. He had to miss his entire rookie season. Now, He's going to come back next season. Next season is basically going to be his rookie year. So, but he's no, no, no rookie except LeBron James comes in and just dominates, right? So, that's two years now, at least, that Oklahoma City Thunder has to wait for their guy, the guy that they're drafted with, the guy they're going, they're going for, right? They got to wait at least two years for him to be at least in like, all right, you know, I've got a whole NBA season under my belt. Like, I think I know, I think I know what I'm doing. I feel good. They got two seasons to wait for that. 
SGA, I, I'm, I don't, I don't want to butcher his age, but I believe he's 24. I'm going to look it up right now. He is, he is 24. He is 24 years old. In two years, SGA will be 26. I don't think SGA will want to keep staying in this losing situation, losing situation, waiting for a check, waiting for the next guy to come, right? And then, and then the OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder has to deal SGA or he's going to walk in, in free agency. And then they can just get thrown right back into this cycle of, oh, now we're rebuilding. Now we're waiting for the next guy. Now we're waiting for the next guy. I disagree. I honestly disagree. I, Sam Presti is one of the greatest. I'm not saying one of the greatest, but he's a top GM in this league. He knows what he's doing. All right. He flipped Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, Kevin Durant, and to already won a superstar, a star player. I, bro, Shea's going to be a superstar player in this league. All right. But he already flipped that into a Shea. But not only that, right? Shea already made it known that he wants to be here. He wants to be here, win, win or lose, right? I don't think they built around Chet. I think they already got their star player. Now Chet is – now they got the, the, the A, now they're looking for – no, they got their uh, Batman, now they're looking for Robin. That's who they're looking for right now. And it's really depending on Giddy. It's really going to be depending on Chet or Ludor. Who's going to be that Robin? And every single season, as you've seen so far, Josh Giddy has improved. Josh Giddy's a walking triple-double. He has to improve on his jump shot and stuff like that, but it's going to continue to rise. Yes, Chet, it's going to take time for him to, you know, get into NBA shape and for him to be the player that we all expect him to be. But if you can get this big three, right, there are no time, there's no time for this team to win any championship anytime soon, right? So right now you're just developing them. And we're missing out on a lot of players because you got a Jalen Williams, I believe that's his name, who's having a huge, huge season this year. They got a lot of young talent in Trey Mann. Darius Baisley actually is from where I'm from. So shout out to him. Like, they, they, they have a lot of talented young players on this team. And I don't think Sam, Sam Presley keeps all those draft picks. I think he waits. This is probably the last season or maybe another season where he keeps these picks, and then he's going to trade them. He's going to trade them for a star player, but he's waiting for that right star player. You don't want to give up this much draft capital for a Bradley Bill. What is that going to do for you? You don't want to give this much draft capital for a Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan. You're waiting for that next – I don't even want to say Zion. Victor because they already – you, you want that next Zion or job uh, with with Shea. So I think that's what he's waiting for. But to be honest with you, the last couple of years, OKC has been a competitive team. And you're going to see tonight because I, or tomorrow, they play the Lakers. No, I'm sorry. They play, they play the Miami Heat. I'm, I'm tripping right now. They play the Miami Heat today. But they're a very competitive team, and this team puts buckets up. And don't forget, this OKC team beat the Boston Celtics without their best player in Shea. Without, I, I know it's just a regular season game. It doesn't really determine anything too, too much. But the fact that they destroyed the Celtics, they didn't. They destroyed them. Destroyed them. It shows the potential of this team in the NBA. Now, going for a championship, it's, it's, it's hard to win championships. You could have LeBron on your team. It'd still be hard to win championships. You know what I'm saying? But we just see what the future holds. But you could go false. I'm going to go with true. And, and, and you, th- you think SGA is going to be able to fit that timeline? Because, look, man. Check is tw- uh, check. Homegrown is twenty years old. Uh, Josh Giddy twenty years old. Lou Dort twenty two. Shea's Shea's twenty four. So again, if you have to take two years of losing, do you think Shea goes for that? He does. What team does he want to play for? That's what a I'm winning trying, like, team. Okay, but there's a difference, John. The people have morals in the NBA. People have stuff like people are not always going to want to win. That's the truth of the matter of this stuff. There's plenty of football players. There's plenty of NBA players where you leaving their team, you know what that does? Now you got to buy a new house. 
Now you gotta now you gotta put your new, your kids into new a new school. Now they gotta make new friends. Now you gotta situate. You gotta transfer all this stuff to a new place. People don't like doing. People don't like restarting over. They they really really don't. Now when you're a top tier player and you want to win like a KD or a, a LeBron James, even these players, the only player like only star that really leaves our team is like Kevin Durant. LeBron hardly leaves. Let's be honest with you. Steph is never gonna leave. You know, Kawhi Leonard, he he went he went from the Spurs to Toronto to this and that, but they hardly leave. Paul George, they hardly leave their teams, bro. Shea is this guy. Why is he gonna go join another team where he's gonna have to be probably that another uh, the B option? You know, I know they probably the main goal for these young players are always talking about what's won a championship. But Shea's loving it over there with his young guys. It fits the culture. He loves it. Trust and believe. Man, I I I I trust you on that because I mean I know you've been on OKC for a minute. Guy Trent been an OKC fan for a minute. So last question, it's funny that we're talking about Shea. Is going to be true or false? Is Shea going to be a top point guard in this NBA league when Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving are done and over with? Well, yeah. let's just say Steph. Let's just say Steph because I honestly think Shea could be better than Kyrie Irving if he turns. Brother, the improvement's been crazy, but okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I gotta, I gotta go with true, man. I mean, you know, you know, that some people may look at it as blasphemy, but you know what I was talking about when I said put SGA in a starting role in the All Star game over Stephen Curry, right? So I, I, yeah. I know, I know that may sound crazy to some people out there, but that's the way he's been playing. He's been balling out. He's been there. He's been available. The best kind of ability is availability. He's been avail. He's been available. He's been consistent. He's been a killer. He's just been a killer, man. So for that, I absolutely got to give it to SGA. Um, I, I will say this though. I did not see, I did not expect this jump. Like if anything, he should get most improved. Would you agree with that or no? Cause I think it's low key. Dis- I, I, I low key, like most improved award to me personally, I think it's disrespectful from bad to, from bad to like good. Right. That That's what you usually I, think it is. I, I see most improved. Like I gotta think of a player, Damian Lee, that's the top of my head. He went from a nobody to somebody that's an important role player coming off the uh, Phoenix Suns. You get what I'm trying to say? That's why I see it. Like, a shade to me getting most improved is just, like, disrespectful. Disrespectful. He should never – he shouldn't even But wouldn't you that. agree? That, I agree. I agree. Because, like, because I don't think that should be – that should be given to Shea, right? But, like, wouldn't you agree, though, that, like, it would be blasphemous to put him in MVP conversation? Because you know? I don't think he stands a chance in the MVP conversation. So that's technically the only – because he had the greatest jump, right? I mean, I think you could put him in the. MV- I think you could put him in the MVP conversation just because you're in the MVP. Yeah, but you're still in the conversation, right? I, just because you're in the conversation doesn't mean you're going to be the favorite to win it. At least you're in that conversation because you're playing good enough to get up there. You know, man. Okay, okay, I feel you, man. Okay, that that, that was a tough. That was a tough one, my boy. Uh, for, for for the family, for the family, let us know uh, how you feel about all these true or false ones. Uh, my boy Trent put up put together a great segment here for us. So thank you for that, my brother. Sure, for sure. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Um, but all right, man. I, th- I think it's a good place for us to go ahead and just start to wrap it up here, man. Um, we had a very fun, jam-packed episode. And um, just stay tuned, man. You know what I'm saying? Not, not, not too much to say. Stay tuned. More episodes coming out. Sh- streams, TikToks, Twitter, Instagram. Get at us. Let's talk pod. Um, my boy Trent, you got any last words to say before we uh, skedaddle out of here? I don't, man. Listen, me and John are doing a lot of work. When this when this camera turns off, man, just for y'all, man, just for y'all. Plus, talk community, family. We're doing a lot of work. Um, just keep supporting us, and we're gonna keep continue to drop content out. Facts, man. Facts. I couldn't have said it best, man. So if that's it. Then we out of here, y'all.
Let's talk out.